Okay, so now are you getting my audio? I am. Can you hear the guests? I don't know. None of them are talking. Board members, can one of you speak, please? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, good. And I can hear you all. Kurt, are you good? Yes. Okay. All right, fantastic. We're so we'll call the meeting of the Special Alcohol Tax Advisory Board to um, order 318 May 34 a.m. First, before we get started too long, welcome Kim to the, to the board. Thank you for serving on, on our advisory board. Thank you. Our first agenda item is the Chair, I'm sorry, this is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. If you wouldn't mind doing a roll call vote for the start of the oh. meeting. Yes. Or not a vote, sorry, just a roll call. <laughs> roll call. I don't even remember how we're doing this stuff. <clears throat> so we have a, a roll call for uh, all the board members being present. Tim? Present. Dan? Present. Kimberly? Mandy? Mandy Enfield, present. And Chris Gohart, present. Thank you. I think we have to, this is Chris Gohart, Chair. We have to remind ourselves to, before we speak, to um, introduce ourselves since we're still on Zoom. My first agenda item is approval of the November 19, 2021 minutes, meeting minutes. Does everybody have an opportunity to, to review the minutes and does anybody have any changes? I look under me. If we have no changes. Do we have a motion to approve the November 19, 2021 minutes? Moved. We have a, we have. Sorry, Mandy Enfield, so moved. I can move. We have a, a motion by Mandy and a second by Tim. All in favor? All right. I suppose I have to do this by Tim. How do you vote on the approval? Yes. Yes. Dan, how do you vote on approval? Terry Smith, I approve. Tim, how do you vote on approval? I think you're muted. My apology. I had a crow. About you. Um, I approve. Mandy, how do you approve? Oh. Mandy Enfield approves. And Chris Gohart, a vote to approve. So we have a approval of the meeting minutes from November 19, 2021. Passed. Unanimous. Excuse me. All right. Next. Next agenda item is the uh, election of the board chair and vice chair for the, I think the calendar year 2022, correct? That's correct. Do we have any any nominations of of who would be like to we would like to to lead this advisory board for the next year? Could I could I propose a, an amendment to the agenda? Um, before we do any more activities, with Kim being new and um, the board members not having an update on the status of our role in the funds since we were since it was announced in August, I think that would be appropriate to hear something from Casey um, before we move to make any decisions. 
I'd, I'd second that motion. If that is a motion being made. I, yeah, I'll make it a motion. If we need to make an official. Casey, thoughts? Um, I guess, is there is there a motion? Is there a second? What I, I'm confused as to what, where we are procedurally. Okay, procedurally, I move that we make an amendment to the agenda to receive an update from city staff on the status of the board's role and the status of the fund use. Tim Giblin, second. So we're, this is Chris Govart, Chair. So you're, you're not amending the agenda at this point in time, you're adding an agenda item to, to the agenda. So I think you need to have a motion to add an agenda item, uh, item one, which would be a city staff update on this before we, there, there is no technically no up, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, agenda. agreed, so moved. You have to make the motion to. to okay, I'm in my previous it. motion to say, I want to add an agenda item, not amend the agenda. We have a second to add an agenda item prior to board elections to a city staff update. Do you update staff? Yeah. I, I will second. Well, Tim, we have a motion of second to add an agenda item. Tim, how do you vote on? on? Yes. Dan? Proof. Andy. Proof. Kim. Yes. Chris, I'll, I'll vote yes. So we have a, a motion approval, yeah. unanimous yes on, on adding an agenda item for staff update on um, city's position as, as this committee and um, where the funding has currently sit. So this is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. Um, I'll try my best here to give an update. So um, the funds from the alcohol um, fund for the city's budget for 2022, as um, Mandy indicated, were um, all budgeted to be used by the city's new housing division for calendar year 2022. Um, so that housing division is part of our planning and development services division. Um, and those funds um, have been partially allocated for the year um, or uh, a contract was entered into between the city and uh, Burt Nash for the expansion of the homeless outreach team uh, using $373,848 from the special alcohol fund. Um, the housing division also um, has an agreement with the care center for safe bar training for $17,152 of special alcohol dollars. And um, then the remainder of the funds are um, still waiting to be spent um, pending the results of a homeless needs assessment that is underway. And that assessment is targeted for completion at uh, around the end of May. And so some funds have been held back to be spent um, 
in uh, response to the results of that study. So um, that's the plan for the funds in the special alcohol fund for 2022. Um, as far as the role of this board, um, I think that's an item that you all have discussed, uh, needing direction from the commission on, and uh, that we've tried to include uh, some conversation about that in a later agenda item in that annual report, uh, number three here on, or now number four on our agenda. So um, I can talk about that now, we can talk about that then, but um, basically if you look at the language that authorizes this board, um, it talks about how the board makes recommendations for uh, funds from the special alcohol fund. Um, I believe the language is excluding funds for, uh, to be used by city departments. So for 2022, all of those funds have been designated to be used by city departments. So there aren't necessarily uh, funds for this board to make recommendations about for 2022. There um, were funds allocated in 2021, so the board does also have a role uh, to play with those funds. That's the annual report. You all have an obligation to report back to the commission on the use of those funds from 2021, and that's um, on our agenda for today. So I guess that maybe I'll stop there and see if that provided the update that you all were looking for or if there's questions I can answer. Yeah, um, so could you go back to the funding for the care center on the safe bar um, funding and explain did that did you say that came from the housing department well the, the this is Chris Cohart. this is Chris Cohart. hold on before we get into that our role of this this advisory committee isn't to get into the funding of of that different funds that aren't under our purview so the we, we can't get into the weeds as to the decisions that the city has made for funds that aren't under our purview. But this is city alcohol tax funds, or did I misunderstand? Stuff that's allocated to us. If it's if funds that are, are allocated to internal funds within the city isn't something that we had advised, uh, advisory responsibilities on. Can we ask questions about it? I mean, you can ask questions, but I don't, that's not the role of this advisory committee that the, the funds that we are responsible for that have been allocated to this advisory committee is something that we can speak to. If you want to have a discussion as it relates to the funding and the choices of the city, I think that's a Tuesday evening discussion as a private citizen, or if you're the chair of this committee, you can speak on behalf of the committee, ask those questions. But in this point of this board, is to fulfill our responsibilities under our bylaws and speaking to or getting into what the city's decisions are funding within their city funds is not a role of this board. Okay, but this board was told that these funds were all used for homelessness direct service. And then when I ask for an update on the funds, I have a question related to that. So like, are we not supposed to even ask for an update on the funds? That's not our role to... Yeah, this, this is Chris Cohart, Chair. The update on the funds is how the city has decided to allocate the funds. And they decided to allocate their funds to the city department. And then how they're being used within the city department isn't a role that we play. If that, I know it's somewhat of a, uh, feels like time. Yeah, technicality, but we, once it, go, once it goes, the way I read it, once it goes into the city internal funds, 
yes, we can ask a question, but our role isn't to oversee those and how those are being utilized unless we want to do that as a private citizen on the Tuesday evening or if there's a, a housing committee uh, advisory board as well, we can sure go to those committees and ask how their intentions are of funding those. Um, and if, if you choose to be the chair or whoever chooses to be chair and they want to go to the Tuesday meeting appointment or the Tuesday city commission meeting and raise the issue of, we believe that we're responsible for still overseeing in some capacity these, these funds that they have chosen to, to redirect to internal funds, then, then we can definitely do that. Okay, so Chris, as the chair and leader of this group, are you saying you do not support me asking how these funds are being awarded to the care center? And you want to say that's not an appropriate discussion for right now? I think that's a discussion that we have with the city commission because the city commission ultimately is the one that approves that allocation of those funds. Our role is to make recommendations on the funds that we are provided to oversee and the city commission is the ones that ultimately approve or accept our recommendations. And then we obviously have a, a report that we're supposed to provide to the city commission for their approval on the usage of those funds. So yes. We, we received an update of, of, of where are we, what funds that we typically have allocated to this advisory board are, where, where the city of Madison, the city commission has chosen to allocate those funds. And if you want to, we didn't get clarity on, on where those funds went. I think that's perfectly fine, but we don't need into, to get into a deep discussion as it relates to the, the merits of, of those uh, and why the city has decided or, or what applications have been received and not funded for, for those funds. Because again, those are outside our purview. Those are inside the city housing committee or department's decision to um, make sure that determine whether those are, are valid funding and under the city of city commission purview of, of the appropriateness of the, of that funding. Okay. Um, so I was not wanting to talk about the merits of the care center or whether it's worthy to be funded or not. I'm interested in the process because we oversaw a process for the 2021 funds. That was an open, equitable, transparent process that was grant that, that was done through grants, grant making. And now that process is not transparent. How do folks get these funds is my question. And, and I want to know about the timeline. I want to know about how agencies are being told to apply for funds outside of the budget process. How is this equitable? How is this accessible? How is it appropriate? So if that, if you're saying as the chair, we can't ask any questions now that the city has taken these funds in 2022 for internal department use. If you're saying as the chair, we cannot have any discussions around that. I need you to say yes or no. The way that, this is Chris Gohart, the chair, the way that I read the bylaws is that we don't, we don't have a responsibility for internal city funds. I'm not saying you can't ask questions, but I'm, what I'm saying is to keep agenda, keep us on agenda to the responsibilities of this commission, 
that our responsibility isn't for internal funds. Uh, sorry, yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I actually echo Mandy's sentiment. I feel like we're not trying to actually discuss how it's being, like the actual allocation itself, but just how it's being allocated. And since the, the goal of this group is to offer advice on the allocation, um, if, if the funds are being allocated before we can have that input, I feel like it speaks to the, the very purpose of, of this, this board. Um, so that I agree as far as like a, a process issue, I feel like is, is worth discussing um, because if we are going to give the city commission the input that, that we're supposed to, you know, fulfill our, our duties, um, we need to understand where in the process we fit in because if we're if we're you know late to the to the show and it's already been done, um, does that mean that we are not adequately fulfilling our, our duties um, that we're volunteering for? Um, and does that mean we need to start doing something differently so that we can give them that input as we're supposed to? Um, so that's that's my concern. It's kind of like we missed the we missed the boat. And um, is that is there something we can do? To uh, to be still be involved in the process, um, or or how and and yeah, as far as speaking to transparency and and, and equity with how those funds are allocated, um, making sure that people in the community feel like those funds are being allocated with you know community outside um, you know input and and not behind closed doors in a way that is impossible to to uh, determine. This is Chris Cohen. I don't, I don't disagree with what you guys are speaking to, but the order, um, the way I, where I read the bylaws and in our ordinances, where our recommendations, our obligations for recommendation and oversight of these funds is when these funds are allocated to this advisory committee to be overseen and provide recommendations back to the city commission for them to take our recommendations or not take our recommendations. They have made a decision to not allocate funds to us to make the recommendations to them for. They've decided to take those funds and keep those internalized. And do those need to be transparent? I do agree with those need to be transparent. Um, and we need to understand how it's being allocated to the recipients in, in whatever manner that has been. but. Once that funds have not been allocated to us and, and provide and asked to, to advise on those funds, those become internalized funds. And if we want to speak to transparency or how those funds are being allocated, again, that to me, that is something that we go as private citizens or even as a committee. That item three is speaks partly to that of, of, of what we what clarity we want from the city commission on what our role is as it relates to this stuff. But once those things are internalized, our role is diminished. And that's part of what we've been discussing for the last two meetings is you've taken the funding away so we don't have any recommendations to give to the city. And that's a, just a decision that the city can make. But once it's outside of our committee or our advisory board, then that's our responsibility as a private citizen to request that transparency to the city at a city commission meeting or at uh, if there's an advisory committee for housing. Um, 
I don't know if I don't know if that's running through some advisory committee right now. Um, but that's that's my view of our responsibility. And I could, I mean, I'm I'm just one vote. I can be overruled as to it relates to what you what you as an advisory board would like to. Yeah. Chris, Mandy, and Field here at the risk of being wrong and not following um, the the um, ordinance. Um, I do see it as our role since the process began. We were the this was announced to us in August of last year as a shift in the process and the use of funds. Um, and the way that was presented in August was very ambiguous. Um, our role was ambiguous when it was announced, and there has never been clarity on that since then. Um, in our last meeting, it was sort of presented as, how did you not understand that you have no role? Um, but there has never, ever been any formal update. There's never been any transparency or information shared. Um, so I don't want to put the onus on us to follow and comply with a process or um, a, a, a role assignment that I don't feel has been um, ethically reciprocated. Um, and I think as a citizen on an advisory board, um, it's our right, it's our obligation to speak to what is um, ethical and what isn't. And this whole process beginning in August has been not transparent and not ethical. There hasn't been any information shared. We've been denied special meetings um, over and over and over again. So um, I think it is completely within our role to ask for the information that the city has in relation to this board and how the process and timeline is going to go. We asked for that in August and we were told we were going to get it. Kim has, her, Kim has her hand up. I got it. I got it. I can I can handle the, the role of chairman to tell you guys vote against it. Kim, we the Kim, you have your hand raised. You'd like to say something? So yes, Chris, that was a very strong comment that you just made um, about handling the role as chairman. I, I clearly understand that this is a, a bit distressing, right, with with everyone with a lot of questions, but um, just before asking my question, I, I would kindly ask that we recognize that we're all human beings with um, concerns over a significant dollar amount um, and uh, maybe hold those uh, those comments about, uh, you know, that passive aggressive nature maybe to the side. Um, I, I don't know any of you well enough to uh, to dislike you, but I do know all of you well enough to recognize that we're all human beings. So one question that I have is you made a statement about the monies being allocated to the board to make the decision. Is that actual verbiage in the, the bylaws that the money would be allocated to the board to make that decision? If this is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager, if it's helpful, I can pull, share my screen and pull up the uh, ordinance that has the language. Okay, that's see. fine. I I'm just I actually asking if that, yeah, is that, is that, and, and just like, I think Chris made a very good point. You know, he's one human, that's his interpretation, but that's why you have a board, right? Because then you take your one interpretation, you communicate it with your board, and then you proceed from there. But I guess, 
you know, my question is, is does it specifically state that the city will or will not allocate a choice to the board? So are you all able to see the screen? This is Casey Toomey again. So this is the portion of, I'll scroll up here, pardon my scroll, of Ordinance 9726 that talks about creation of this board. Um, and down here under Section 3, it talks about the duties. And this um, subsection A is the language that I think um, Chris keeps referring to. So it's, um, as part of the annual city budget, the board shall review requests and make recommendations to the city commission on the use of special alcohol and drug abuse funds, comma, excluding the use of funds by city departments, comma, using the criteria as outlined in charter ordinance number 33. So last year in the beginning of our city budget process for the development of the 2022 budget, um, I believe it was in May that we first started talking about this when the recommended budget came out, that we were recommending um, the use of the funds in the special alcohol fund by city departments. Um, that city department was a newly created division of the city's planning and development services department that was going to handle homeless um, and other housing initiatives. Initiatives. So that is the city department. The city um, department, we did at that time, we did not know exactly how those funds were going to be spent, but we knew that that was the department that was going to use them. Um, we tried to communicate with all of the agencies that received alcohol funding um, and had applied for alcohol funding in the past and tried to be transparent and explain that the process was going to be different. We didn't exactly know what that process was going to be. Other than it was going to be more of a procurement style process and less of an open-ended grant process. Um, so I don't know if that's helpful or not, but I felt like I wanted to share that with all of you. That is partially helpful. This okay. is Kim Johnson, that is partially helpful. My follow-up question to that was, do you have documentation of those communications? Uh, with those agencies? There Correct. were individual letters. I don't have them, no, not on me, but they do exist. Okay, but you have filed documentation that you communicated with the yeah. individual agencies. Yes, in addition to letters, um, multiple visits were held with um, different representatives from different agencies. I had phone calls with some. I know other folks in the city manager's office had phone calls with some. And it was very so we, clear, sorry to interrupt, um, That's okay. It was very, but it was made very clear that the money coming in was going to not be open for application. In the beginning, I do not think it was clear because we didn't know. We talked about RFPs, and I do think that there were perhaps folks who heard RFP and thought, oh, that's just another word for application. Um, this community does have a long history. I've been with the city for 20 years, and ever since I've been here, there has been a process where people could apply for these funds. Um, I will also say since I've been here, there have been funds from the alcohol fund that were not part of this process of this board. Um, there were years, for instance, where the RAP program was funded, and that was not part of the recommendation of this board. Um, and I appreciate that. I'm actually just looking at today and forward. Um, so, because, and I asked that because there was a previous comment that you made that you said not necessarily all the funds have been used. So using the term not necessarily implies that there may be funding still available. So that's what I'm, that's why I'm okay. questioning 
the clarity of the letters mm -hmm. because in the beginning of this conversation, when you use that terminology, like if I told my son, he says, can you go, can I go outside? And I said, not necessarily. And he's like, so I can and I cannot, right? So I think um, one of the things that I look for in clarity is those standard terms that we're used to in our society. Terms like yes, no. And that's why I'm inquiring. Uh, okay, this is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. I I think I understand the 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 confusion, and um, probably part of it is because I I use those terms in a budget context. So when we have a a budget, if you think of it as kind of a bucket, we put it in a bucket, right? So we have the bucket of funds that is going to be spent over the course of the year. So when I say it has been spent, that means the money has actually been paid out. But if it's been budgeted, the money may not have been paid out, but it is allocated or planned to be spent on whatever the particular item is. So when I talk about what's been Correct. spent and what hasn't been spent, some of it has already been um, determined that it is going to be used to uh, pay for a contract with Burt Nash to provide an expanded homeless outreach team. That contract was before the city commission on, I looked it up here, um, on February 15th at a city commission agenda meeting, there was a discussion of entering into that contract with Burt Nash and using those funds to do that. That has been done. Those funds have not all been paid out. They will be paid out over the course of the year, but they are now spoken for. So they are not so I around to be spent on other things. This is Kim Johnson, and I do appreciate that. I understand. I know when you and I visited on the site, I've done 24 years in research, and we I handle you know millions of yeah. dollars of National Institute of Health grants. So the processing grants, I completely understand, but my job is to manage those grants and that money and to communicate it to individuals that are not in my job so that they know it's not available. Right. So if someone okay. says, I want to hire a research assistant. I have to say no because I know that money's allocated. So you can't so say no. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I, and I'm trying to educate you with, with guiding, right? I'm trying to guide yeah. you to encourage you to say um, a lot of stress around this situation would be, I believe, removed if, if you could utilize terms like this money is no longer available. Because when I came in today's meeting, I was under the impression that there might be still some money available. But you're saying that there is not, but I think that that's that, you know, it is your job to learn to, 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 to understand how you operate, but also you have to communicate externally, right? Yeah. Um, how that that's, that is not available. So my question to you right now is from, for the monies allocated in 2022, are there any dollars available, yes or no? I have to say no. Okay, see that, boom, super easy. Can I add to that, Kim, just a little bit of information? Um, yes. I did request, I did request a copy of the letter that was sent to the agencies to let them know that they were not gonna be funded this year um, and did not receive that. I was sent a like two sentences, a, a really short paragraph of the letter, but was not supplied the full letter. Um, and I also wanna speak to, I think that the, the way the agencies have been 
um, communicated with and handled has been um, uh, not, it doesn't acknowledge power dynamics between a funder and a grantee. These folks have been told, and I, and I have it in writing, um, and we were told this too, that maybe these funds would be available. You know, if you, if you serve homelessness, if you address homelessness in your program and you align with the strategic plan, you might be able to apply for these funds later. But we don't know when that is. That's why the timeline is really major. So all of these agencies who could have advocated for themselves in August didn't because they, they assumed because of power dynamics, you have the money and they don't, that if they came out and acted like they weren't in complete support of the city and friends with the city, then they might not get the funding that the dangling carrot. And it's a really, really bad way to, to manage funder grantee power dynamics. Um, so, so I think it is really important that we stop using this ambiguous language, like Kim said, is there funds available? Do these agencies have a chance? Are they going to get funded outside the budget process? I keep hearing that, you know, well, if they do align with the strategic plan, when I reach out to commissioners, if they align with the strategic plan, then they can still apply. There's just no process. It's backdoor. And, and I have emails from the mayor. Well, maybe they could get homelessness money. Maybe there'll be extra money later. Maybe, maybe, maybe. This is this is Chris yeah, Gore's chair. This yeah, is Chris Gore's chair. Um, <clears throat> first, I uh, apologize to Mandy. I wasn't trying to be short or passive aggressive. I've known Mandy a long time. I like I know, Mandy. I know Chris. We have our we have our dance. It's fine. I'm not mad. <laughs> um, so, agenda. Uh, th this is all great discussion point, and and I don't disagree with anything that anybody is saying by any stretch of imagination. Um, and I, agenda item number three. <clears throat> excuse me. That's partly what we're trying to, to understand, what we're trying to convey to the city of Lawrence with agenda item number three is that uh, I think staff had put together a letter that we were, as a committee or advisory board, we're going to send to the, to the city commission because ultimately this is a city commission responsibility. Um, and, and us conveying a message to them as here's all the things that we're frustrated with as an advisory, advisory board and the clarity that we want to have going forward as to what the role is and how these special alcohol funds will be utilized and even the process. What is the process? Because ultimately the city commission is the one that makes the decisions as to the budget and how this money is being allocated. So um, us pushing back on the city, <clears throat> city commission as it currently stands and saying, we as an advisory committee advisory board need to have clarity. We need to know the process. We have a responsibility under these ordinances to, to oversee these funds. So how is it that we can fulfill our volunteer duties to do that? And I think everything that you guys have said should be part of a letter to the city commission of here's what we need. Here's what we need as an advisory committee, advisory board to do our job. Use better, don't be ambiguous, have a process, move forward with the process and, and communi clearly communicate to all those, those recipient, potential recipients as to how they're going to receive this money or apply for these, these funds. Indian Field here, I agree, Chris. And this um, is Kim Johnson. I, I would like to have some clear information to, to put in that letter about the timeline and process and address that because it's hard to, to write a letter and say, I don't agree with all of these these things that we've never been told. <laughs> so, 
This is Kim Johnson. My, um, you know, so my question back to you is, I love that we all agree that there's a letter um, somewhere on file and somewhere's file cabinet that says that something about something that was going to happen. But wouldn't that letter have been more powerful? And I am going to go back just a little bit, which I hate to do, but I am going to do a reflection. Um, wouldn't that letter have been more powerful if it would have been signed in um, accordance with this committee who individuals in the community are aware of that this community exists and that, um, you know, yes, we know this is happening this year. What, I, I know you don't have to sign. I know you don't have to include the committee, right? I understand that completely. I, 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 I'm glad that you shared that with me yesterday and again today. But I was just thinking for it to run smoother to those individuals that are out there that might reach out to the committee for questions or understanding or, you know, they know they weren't going to get very much money this year, but maybe they were going to get $1,000, right? Just so that there could be um, a joint effort, a joint communication, kind of the purpose of having the committee. Ms. Kruzgar, was that a question for me? And that was a question for um, everyone but me, because I don't know who could answer that question, right? I think that would be you and um, the young lady who is not going by the name that shows up on her screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is Casey Toomey. I apologize. Casey. Somebody else. No, that's okay. Casey, I'm going to write your name down right now <laughs> so that I remember. You're right. That is confusing. I should. This is, this is Chris Core. I, I, I think that. I don't think we would disagree with that, but I think in that process, the, bud, the city budget was approved in accordance with the state laws in, in August. Um, and that process that they were trying to determine, the city commission and the city staff were trying to determine how this, the new existence was going to be and how they were going to do it was still being developed. And we did request um, clarity at those meetings um, and I believe some got on the city commission's radar, but they just it wasn't something that they brought to the city commission meeting for, for further discussion. So, um, and we can do all we want in, in making requests, um, but we, we still we're still beholden to whatever whatever gets done in any given day. Yeah, and this is Kim Johnson. You know, I, I think, Chris, what I would ask of you as, you know, the grand poopal of this committee would be, um, and, and I mentioned it to um, Casey, he saw me look for her name, um, <laughs> is that there should be, you know, where was the needs assessment before you allocated the money, right? Because in, um, you know, in, in, some, in some states, the, the needs assessment may be 97% population of individuals that are, and this is already provided by, right? You don't have to hire someone to go out and do it, um, which I thought was also kind of interesting that you put money into some, but anyway, sidebar, right? Because the CDC um, has BRFS, uh, a survey showing the um, alcohol and drug substance use by city by state is um, maybe something to comp contemplate going forward is if our city is 79% um, individuals who are substance abuse um, or, you know, fall into that attic arena, then you give 79% of money to that allocation and then the, the rest of it is split up between the others. 
but it is kind of weird that the money, and I know that you said we can't really talk about this, but I'm kind of new, so I am. But it is weird to me that you guys are allocating money without a needs assessment. I mean, that's kind of like why everyone got mad at Biden, right? So kind of a funny haha. But uh, I would love for people to give me money without asking me if I needed it. If anyone wants to, I am available and I can give you my cash app. But that would be kind of my question is, so with that line that's in the bylaws, is that something that we should discuss having removed or having modified just because someone should ask the city to be accountable? Or are you going to tell me to attend a Tuesday night meeting? This is Chris Cohart. Um, if, I'm, if nothing, I'm, I'm a, a rule follower. And when I read these, to me, it's very black and white as, mm -hmm. as to our role and responsibility as an advisory, as advisory board. When I say, when I read excluding the use of funds by city departments, it, it seemed, it seems to me that it, we, that is some, not something under our purview. And then we move on to what our next board duties are, which is to make recommendations of such reporting requirements and evaluate the use of city funds by the recipients. Mm -hmm. um, so for us to ask for a needs assessment as the advisory, as an advisory board seems to be outside the purview of. Oh, no, we're not asking. We're not asking. Sorry, Chris. My apology. I'm so sorry to interrupt. We are not asking. They're already do. They've already aligned someone to do one, right? That's already in process, according to Casey. Someone at KU is doing a needs assessment. We're not asking it. They're doing it. I just found it interesting that they gave the money and then they said, "Oh, and now we should do a needs assessment." But so that's why my question is actually, shouldn't it be that we ask for a modification in the black and white? Because I am also a rules follower. It is the most dangerous feeling in the world to be that OCD, but Chris, I get it. Um, is it. Is there a way to ask for a modification of that sentence, that comma, verbiage, comma, that section? DMB Smith. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as OCD about uh, following specific letter letter of the you know exact um wording uh, and to me I, I feel like it's a little interesting because it's it, it seems like it's saying that you know it's our role to advise the allocation of these funds excluding when those funds are, are going to um you know portions of this the city itself for for what they're doing but i think it's to me it seems a little bit odd that this funds can then be given to you know um a city department and then that city department would then allocate those funds to a non-city entity because that seems like it's just doing what our job but with extra steps and it seems like it's you know the end result is the money is not going to um a, a city department it is actually going to um you know a nonprofit um that we would maybe have chosen to advise the the city to to give, give those funds to. So that that to me seems a little weird as far as maybe it is like the actual letter of the law, but it's, it seems like it's circumventing this board and it also doesn't seem like it's, it's necessarily like fulfilling the spirit of of what that that is there to say. So I, I do think that that could be somewhere where there could be um, some added specificity that, you know, we're not gonna get, tell the city that they can't give this money to any sort of city department um, but if they're giving the money to the city department to then give to somebody else, it, it should, I really feel like it should be where the money ends up and not 
who uh, who handles it, who hands it off, that determines whether or not we can have input. Andy Enfield, big agree. That's a fair point, for sure. Kim Johnson, I appreciate you making that point because I think that I got so caught up in um, the policy um, and agreeing that the policy, you know, should be clear and that the budget should be clear um, instead of these, you know, terms which they would chase me out of town with right where I work. Um, but I think it re would really be more important that we recognize what entity got the money and and how do the other other nonprofits feel? Not that you know it's about emotional, you know, but you know to know that they're they're serving. They have kids coming in, you know, to agencies and people coming into agencies, and they're serving that same population. And the needs assessment is why they're getting monies. But this money was given to a nonprofit, and I guess I now go back to and we're putting money into a needs assessment. It just, it's obvious that the county needs it because you guys were allocated the money. Well, I want to be respectful of everybody. Can we change? Do we have any change options in the verbiage in that, that section that she shared with us, Chris? This is Chris Gorak, Chair. I mean, we always have we have an opportunity to change, but that goes to the city commission to determine whether they want to do a change to a city ordinance or not. And Danfield, so we can make um, a request, but that's again, that's still ultimately their their decision. And Danfield here, um, we I I have been on an advisory board in the past where we've requested an ordinance change and wrote the wrote the proposed you know proposed changes and submitted it to city staff mm -hmm. to take to the commission. Um, and, and it it was a, a pretty simple process. Um, and I think ahead of time we just signed a couple a couple members to to analyze the ordinance and and come up with the drafted changes. Um, and I think I, I think that would be something we want to consider after we get through um, some more basic understanding of of what is actually happening um, so we can ask for changes that are um, in response to to our questions about what's happening right now, and I just want to clarify something, Casey. Um, you you said we were told in May about these changes, and it was August twentieth, um, and that was part of a part of my challenge um, it was that it happened after the budget proposal. After the, um, I think there was something on August. There was something on September eighth, um, but but we were told of this shift um, after it was too late to speak um, to it. And that was part of our conversation in our last meeting about our calendar that, you know, the minutes have that we approved a calendar. Um, and that conversation included making sure that we all were aware of the budget process and following the July meeting and understanding what's happening with these funds that we advise. Um, so I just want to make sure that it's on the record that we were not informed in May. We were informed in August at the very end of our meeting that these funds were being shifted and that we would get more information at our next meeting and we would get more information at a special meeting and then we didn't get the special meeting. Um, so we'll, we still really have no information on process or timeline. 
This is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. I apologize. What I was trying to articulate was that we started speaking publicly about the budget in May and talking about the recommended budget. And the recommended budget um, included allocating these funds differently than by giving them to the board to have an open funding uh, recommendation process. So I apologize again for the lack of clarity. This is Chris Gerhard. Go ahead, Mandy. Sorry. Um, uh, Mandy Enfield here. I just have a question going back a little bit um, to the when we get to the item with the letter that's being submitted to the city. Um, the email that's attached to it, I really appreciate, um, and it appears to have come from a citizen. Is that true, Alex? Is a, is a is a citizen or a, or a city staff person? This is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. Alex is a citizen. Okay. I really appreciate Alex Kerr's um, attachment. This is Chris Gorich Chair. So I wanna be respectful of everybody's time here. We, we do have two items for sure on our agenda that very clearly are part of the responsibility of this advisory board. We have to review the annual agency reports in 2021 and how they use the funds and make sure that we're um, providing uh, direction to the city commission as it relates to this. Um, and we also need to elect a board chair and vice chair, but I don't wanna cut anybody off as it relates to this, this agenda item and make sure that we're, we're in this discussion, whether, whether we want it to be or, or I want it to be or not, but we're in this discussion. So we're let make sure that everybody gets what they feel comfortable with us moving forward because we do have some things that we need to take care of as, as an advisory committee. So if, if anybody has anything further or we need to create an action item um, for, for a next agenda, let, let's kind of try to figure out what that that's going to be as, as a advisory committee, advisory board. Field here. I'm um, okay with moving on um, after asking Casey one last time, do you have anything you can share on the process or timeline? This is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. I guess I don't understand. I, I felt like I had outlined what the process was, that the, the process was that the city um, entered into a contract with Burt Nash for a portion of the special alcohol funds in February. The remainder of those funds will sit there until the needs assessment happens, at which time those funds will be allocated based on the needs identified in that needs assessment. Um, that's the plan. The plan right now is that that's supposed to come back um, sometime around the end of May, that assessment, and then um, the allocation of funds probably will come after that. I, if I knew more of a detailed timeline or process, I would give it to you all. I'm not trying to not be transparent. I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. And I apologize if the, if it seems ambiguous. Um, that's what I know today. Is there I, part I'll of the clarify. process that, okay. I'll clarify then when I say process, I mean, how do these agencies access these funds? Did Burt Nash come to commission? Did they send a letter? Did the city reach out to Burt Nash? Did the care center have an application? Was it outside of the budget process? Is there some sort of mechanism for agencies to access these funds? And is it made public? Okay, this is Casey Tooby again. I'll try to my best here. 
So the budget process was the budget was adopted in, and I'm closing my eyes to picture the calendar. The budget for 2022 was adopted in 2021. And when that budget was adopted, it was identified that these funds were going to be allocated for um, this housing division. Right. The housing right. division already had was having um, conversations with Burt Nash. Burt Nash already has a homeless outreach team right. and um, conversations were underway. And let me back up and say the reason that decision was made in the first place was because of the city's strategic plan. We had gone, um, gone through a very intensive public engagement process. We heard from over 3,000 people in the community. And one of the top things that was identified through that process was that the city needed to step up and do more to help people experiencing homelessness. So in response to that, the budget included or you know allocated these funds to the housing division. Um, the housing division then had these conversations with Burt Nash about expanding the homeless outreach team and that contract was developed and again put on the city commission agenda for the public to be aware of and come and discuss. Um, in response to our earlier conversations, there are no funds at this point that are available for access by other agencies. Is that clear and not ambiguous enough? And I'm not being facetious. I'm no, trying no, no. To, I, yeah, yeah, I, to learn. <laughs> I, I hear you, um, Mandy Enfield here. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm hearing that um, ahead of September 9th. So I, I've watched the or September 8th. I've watched that meeting multiple times. I city commission meeting and I've watched the July one. Um, and, and, you know, just to be frank, I'm not that bright. Um, so I may have missed it. Uh, but I didn't catch the Burt Nash piece in those public city commission budget meetings. Um, so I'm assuming it happened after September 9th, the conversations with Burt Nash. And that's what I'm, the, when I say process, I mean, does Burt Nash call the city? Is there an application? Is it an internal city department that reaches out to Burt Nash? Is it all behind closed doors, personal relationships? Understood. I, uh, Casey Toomey, I, I don't know all of the specifics, specifics of those conversations. I was not part of them. Um, I as I said, I, I know that we have had a contractual relationship between the city and Burt Nash regarding the homeless outreach team. Um, so I am assuming here that those conversations were in the line of that contract. Um, the city has lots of contractual arrangements with lots of different providers. So I'm assuming that it was the same as that. I apologize that I don't have someone here from the housing division who maybe could per shed more light on that information for you all. But um, but but yes, I think I'm getting your question now, Mandy, that yeah, no, when the budget was adopted, it was we did not have Burt Nash identified as a vendor. What we had was we need somebody to help provide homeless services. The city department identified what the city could do to do that and then what partners they needed to help provide those services. And Burt Nash was selected as the partner to help to do that. And the care center, uh -huh. and then the care center funding was a similar process. Yeah, the we've, housing department. We've funded the care center um, in prior years too. Sure. So um, again, through the budget process, there were a number of kind of vendors like that that where we have these dollars that we've paid. Um, to partners uh, for contracts, where in the 2022 budget we said, ah, 
how we're going to do okay. those. Okay, I get it now. I get it now. now. So we're talking like vendor lines, like the art center, like the humane society. Like, yes. so these agencies are getting bumped to vendors to be funded through the general. I, I get it. I get it now. Right. I get it. Okay. And Casey, to me, I, I kind of made a, a chuckle because we've had the conversation about vendor versus grantee before. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it, that's what this whole conversation is, is that we're trying to shift away from an open-ended grant process to a, we have a strategic plan and the city is trying to move very specific key performance indicators, and we've identified strategies to do that. The strategies related to um, helping folks experiencing homelessness include things that, that like this homeless outreach team, and that's why we're allocating these dollars towards these things. So, um, so, so I, if that's helpful, um, again, part of the confusion is because like the, the care center, we already funded that safe bar training. Um, so the, for 2022, it was a continuation of that funding uh, for that program. I may have said it's being administered by the housing division because we're also trying to, um, instead of having the uh, Danielle, who's uh, has moved on and is now working for a different city. Um, her position managed some of these contractual arrangements. We're trying to put them out in the different departments that are um, are working in these areas of the strategic plan. And so that was probably a misstatement on my part. Um, but the person who's administering that contractual arrangement is no longer in the finance department. It's in another department. And I believe that it is in part of the planning and development services department. So if say I'm the Willow Domestic Violence Center and I, and I serve um, homelessness direct emergency services, right? Like immediate needs and I align with, with the, the three goals of this alcohol tax fund shift then I would go to the commission or city staff to negotiate a contract to be a, a line, a budget line item through housing. I don't believe that's correct. This is Casey Toomey. I believe that the city departments have, have identified needs that they, that have, they need. Oh. <laughs> and they are, like I said, this homeless outreach team was a need that had already been identified. We already had a homeless outreach team. And so it was an expansion of an existing contractual arrangement that the city had. That's different than, than an agency coming to the, coming to the city commission and saying, I provide a service, give me some, some funding. Is that the, safe, the safe part, was that like through CDBG or something? Like how? It's been alcohol funding. Okay. In the past. So previously it was a grant application through this board. Well, previously it was created, um, the program was created and needed some funding. An ordinance was passed that was going to, or I, again, I'm, this is going from my memory of things that I'm not, um, mm -hmm. you know, intimately involved with, but there was, um, conversation at the city commission level to, um, in, to require the safe bar training of bars. Well, if we were going to require that, we needed to provide the training. And so again, a contractual arrangement was entered into with the care center to provide that training. And I, I've, that's been a number of years ago um, when that first happened. So I'm that's the other part. I'm going to the recesses of my brain to recall this. But when that decision was made, alcohol funds were used to fund that contractual uh, relationship. Is that helpful? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my takeaway um, is is that these these funds can be accessed um, through sort of one-off contractual arrangements, um, and the process for that is is not determined. I think the process is that city staff and the city commission identify the strategies that they're trying to carry out pursuant to the city strategic plan. And they, they, we have a number of different procurement methods that we use to find partners to help us provide services. And those are the processes that we're talking about. Chris Cohart. So in in Mandy's example of, of Willow, Care Center obviously is, our, is an existing vendor of the city of Lawrence. Does, if city staff says, hey, we need someone to do X, we, but we've already funded Care Center, but Willow is providing a very similar service, is Willow getting the same consideration as, as Care Center would be for, for that funding? Or is that something to where like Willow should be applying to be paid as a vendor, whether they are going to get this funding or not? or this contract or not, but they need to be considered. All these not-for-profits need to apply to be a vendor just so they're part of the internal system of the city of Lawrence as, as a potential uh, partner in whatever program or, or strategic component of the city's plan they would fit under. Yeah, no, this is Casey Tooby again. Uh, no, I. It, it's not that. It's... Um, we have, like I said, various um, procurement procedures, and they have dollar thresholds. So in some cases, we're we're required to get quotes. In some cases, we're not required to get quotes, depending on how much the service costs. Um, so it just depends on the, the facts of the situation. So if there, for example, is a service that's um, less than a certain dollar amount, the city can select the contractor that we want to work with, and that's who we work with. Is that, I'm, again, I feel like I'm in the weeds and being in the weeds isn't helping you all. So if I'm too in the weeds, let me know. <laughs> this is Chris Cohart. This no, is Kim Johnson. Oh. Go ahead, Kim. Yeah, so this is Kim Johnson. So Casey, a question I have is, um, I get the CARES Act and, you know, the route that you're taking. But there's other agencies that do what Bert Nash does, right? Like Heartland. So, and and I could be wrong, but I believe Bert Nash is getting monies from Heartland as being part of an FQHC. So, I, I'm sure you see where I'm going here. Is is then is Heartland? You know, once this um you know strongly not beneficial needs assessment is being completed is is you know and then they identify oh well heartland is the same thing i mean will monies be changed or is this all set in stone this is Casey Toomey. I'm not sure I understand the question. The um, the contract that was entered into with Burt Nash for the homeless outreach team um, is uh, just for one year. So, uh, is that what you were asking? Is, is yeah, it? Yeah. So, it, yeah. So you and so this for this team, it's one year. Is the goal to hire a team? It, sorry, I'm confused. The that was the goal. That's the team that was hired. 
Oh, so they have been hired and they're only going to be paid for this year. The the contract with Burt Nash is to fund the homeless outreach team for 2022. Okay. And then they'll have to apply for funding for 2023. I, 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 probably there will be contractual conversations about continuing that contract. That kind of takes me back to that question about that line in the, the form that you showed me that maybe that needs to be modified. Because is, is, there a, is there a point to this board? You know what I mean? This is Chris Coher. Um, I think that's a question that we, we've been asking for clarity on and um, from the city commission as to what, what the role of this board is going forward. Um, and I think that's one of the items that we want to get clarity on and we as a board should propose some clarity from the city commission as to what, what our responsibility is because we can't really recruit members to this board without knowing what people are being asked to do. So um, that's absolutely something that we, we, we've discussed. So I, I want to, we, we spent just over an hour on, on agenda item number one. So I want to make sure that we get through this agenda in a, a reasonable time and respectful of people's time. So does, does anybody have any final thoughts or any action items that we want to propose as of city staff or city commission? as it relates to this particular agenda item. DLB Smith, I, I will maybe cap things off by just saying something that I think everybody else here will agree with, that um, the organizations that are in question, Burton Mash and their, their homeless outreach team uh, and the care center are fantastic. And that, um, you know, our, our interrogation of this is, is in no way, you know, us expressing dismay at them being funded, but just um, our dismay at the process and, and worry that in the future, this lack of transparency will um, sort of alienate other organizations and, and remove equity from the process. So I just want to throw that out there. So it's on the record. I, I, I love all these people. And Dan, thank you, Dan. I agree. This is Chris Gard. Tim, Kim, do you guys have any, any final thoughts or any, any proposed action items as it relates to this agenda item. This is Kim Johnson. I honestly think that, um, you, you know, you articulated it well as, you know, we need to have a determination of, um, you know, what is going to, what, what is going to be available to happen next year, right? Um, for the, the purpose of this board, but also, um, I, and, you know, and I agree that, you know, it's not that we don't want to help homeless people, right? I mean, who, who would ever say that? Um, I have a few people in my mind, like right now, like Putin, but I think the idea here is um, there are other agencies that don't have funnels of money going to them. And my concern would be if there's not clear communication going forward, those other agencies could take some pretty strong hits from the city. So I think clarification would be great. This is Chris Cohart. So before we move on to agenda item number two, I want to 
just one more time. Is, does anybody have an action item that they would like to propose that we would make a motion of that requesting of staff as it relates to um, the direction of this of this committee that maybe we're not a, specifically Enfield. speaking to in a different agenda item? Mandy Enfield, I think when we get to the letter to the commission uh, agenda item, we can we can circle back to this. Okay. All right, so uh, agenda item number, we'll move on to agenda item number two. Casey, is there any anything that we need to close out that agenda item or since we're not taking any action or requesting anything to staff, we can just move on to agenda item two? I, that's correct, we can just move on. Okay, well, thank you for all your, all your answers and, and, and everything as it relates to that one. So I, election item or action item number two is, is election of board chair and, and vice chair. Um, so do we have anybody would like to nominate someone for, for chairman of the Special Alcohol Tax Advisory Board for the calendar year 2022? I would like to nominate Chris um, as the person on this board with the most experience and the most patience. Um, I, 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 I would nominate Chris to continue as chair. I'll second that. We need a, do we need, this is Chris Gordon, do we need a, a majority for a nomination on something like this? When do we have anybody that would like to volunteer for being chair? I don't want to volunteer, but I did want to ask Chris um, before we go ahead with the process, do, do you want to continue being the chair? Is that, is that something that you're, you're willing to do before I, I, uh, I, I agree with everybody else that you're a great candidate. Uh, this is Chris Gord. As I said, when I was the vice chair, I'm, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> My experience is, I think, Tim, did you and I come on at the same time? Or? I believe so. Yeah. My, me being current chair was just, um, by default, the chair's term had ended. And so I just was elevated to chair. So my experience didn't warrant me becoming chairman of this of this committee. But I'm I'm happy to continue to do it if that's the um, desire of the of the committee as a whole. Um, I'm happy to do it, and I, I would I would nominate Mandy as 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 a potential chair too if she if anybody else would want to because Mandy is. I, Mandy, I would like to speak to that. Um, I appreciate Chris um, knowing you really well, uh, the balance you have of, of following rules and, and recognizing processes, but also being open to, um, to conversation just like that happened today. Um, and I think that it's important to balance to, as an agitator, um, I think it's important to have that element um, to give us legitimacy so we try to move stuff forward. And and if we have a somebody who's a strong agitator as chair, just showing my hand, um, we we are less powerful. Got to do a good cop, bad cop. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll the, the the advisory committee or advisory boards majority is nominating me and I'm happy to serve. So it's time I say we'll we'll take a, a vote on nominating um, myself, Chris Coward, as the chairman 
Chairman. Process be Chair. a slate. Should just the process just be a slate and then approve the slate? Good question. I was gonna. I was. I don't. About I don't know. That, I don't whether, know. Casey, whether we we vote chairman first and then vice chair, or is it a slate? I was trying to look in the bylaws, and it doesn't. It just says uh, the elected officers shall be. The board shall elect officers at the first regularly scheduled meeting of the year. So I think it's open to however you all want to handle it. Let's just do it as a slate. So we only have to do one one vote. Um, so do we have a, a nominee for vice chair of the special alcohol, special alcohol tax advisory board for calendar year 2022? DOD Smith, yeah, uh, I've really appreciated Mandy's uh, energy that she has put into this. This board uh, really, you know, keeping things moving forward, um, and in the interest of establishing a, a, um, a good cop, bad cop dynamic, I think I think Mandy would be an excellent bad cop uh, for this board. Oh, it's been my dream. Thanks, Dan. I will second that. Um, I would nominate Mandy as well. This is Chris Cohart. Right, so no, seeing no objections, um, we'll take a vote on a, a slate as Chris Cohart as chair and Mandy Enfield as vice chair of the Special Alcohol Tax Advisory Board for calendar year 2022. Um, Dan, how do you vote? Uh, DLB Smith, Chris, do you, do you see my name? Yes. Okay, I, I, I will vote in favor. Mandy, how do you vote? Okay. In favor. Kim, how do you vote? Yes. And Kim, how do you vote? In favor. All right. Chris Corda, well, I suppose I'll vote for myself in favor. <laughs> um, so we have a unanimous uh, vote for approval for Chris Corda and Mandy Enfield as chair and vice chair of the Special Alcohol Tax Advisory Committee. Calendar year 2022. Casey, are we good on that? We move on to action item yes. number three. Okay. Yes, we're Sorry, good. go ahead. Yes, we're good. Okay. Uh, so, action item number three is to review the 2021 annual reports provided by the agencies. Um, did everybody have an opportunity to review? The, the annual reports that were provided by the agencies and does anybody have any discussion points or anything that they want to bring up that we may want to provide some findings to the city commission as it relates to these annual reports nothing everybody felt felt good that they used the funding as 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 expected and the outcomes were within reasonable range as to what we were anticipating. Um, I, Mandy and Field here, um, just in the, in the context of the entire process and what's happening and that these, this grant process is over and they can't reapply and we're not judging applications based on their reports. Um, I, I saw it as sort of um, a pointless exercise. And I think that the city should do their own um, administrative work and evaluate these reports in the context of their own process. 
Um, I think that that as a board, our role has been diminished and um, there hasn't been transparency with that, like we've already talked about. Um, so I don't I don't know that it, it matters um, that we review and make recommendations on these reports. So sorry for being ugly. This is Casey Toomey, Assistant City Manager. Just a reminder that the um, ordinance creating the board talks about evaluating the use of the funds by the recipients. Um, and just to clarify that this is evaluating the use of the funds in 2021. Um, so just thought I'd offer that. I fully understand that and that is our role and responsibility. In my opinion stands. This is Kim Johnson, and can I make a request? Um, and again, being new to this uh, ballroom dance, uh, it, it it's uh, it's very interesting. So, can can I request that a letter goes out to the other nonprofit organizations, notifying them that their the funding has indeed been used in full and there are no additional dollars available? Danfield here, I think that would be really interesting um, and would resolve some of the power dynamic issues with, with the agencies in the city um, to be really clear about if they do have funds um, that they're eligible for or if they don't. Um, and, that, and that connects back to our process conversation. This is Casey Toomey. I have a question. Would that would that be a letter from the board that says the board isn't going to be seeking applications or? No, that would be a letter from you saying that, um, you know, to uh, clear up any miscommunication, um, there are no additional dollars available for um, calendar year 22 and you will be notified when and if application is available for 2023. This is Chris Cohart. Could we, I, I, I like that idea. Can we table that discussion until uh, the next agenda item? Because I, I think that would be, yeah. I think that would be reasonable a request for us to do, but let's, because um, that it, the next agenda items to provide direction for the 2021 annual report and and moving forward with the city with with this advisory board as a whole. So um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to continue that discussion, but maybe on the next agenda item. So our responsibility, to Casey's point, our responsibility, and I don't disagree with Mandy, but our, our responsibility, we did have a responsibility of oversight and review of the 2021 funding, regardless of what 2022 had has become. So our responsibility is right now is to determine whether there was any findings in the annual reports that we saw that our report, our annual report about the 2021 funding to the city commission can be completed in full. That is a responsibility we have as, as a advisory board. So um, I did review it. I didn't see any findings that I thought needed to be included in the annual report to the city commission. Um, so I, I would, I would move to, to, I don't know, what is our action item here? To, 
to this is Casey to me there isn't a um it's just provide direction and then our next number three is actually a draft of a report so um okay. it, if that's helpful yeah so I would say for this one if anybody has um any findings or anything that they felt um, needed to be included in our annual report let's bring that up at this point in time if there were none um whether we reviewed or not um let's move on to we'll move on to action item number three or number four at this point. Do we do we need to have this is Chris Card, do we need to have some sort of confirmation that we don't have any findings that we want to include the report before we move on to agenda item number three, or can we just move on to the next agenda item? This is Casey Toomey. I think if if there's no direction, then you're ready to move on. All right. So hearing that, we'll move on to uh, agenda item number four, um, which is to provide direction for the 2021 annual report and and what we're going to do moving forward for the city commission. So, um, city staff did provide a copy of, of a preliminary draft of the 2021 annual report that we're to provide to the city of, of Lawrence uh, City Commission, and highlighted one section in here. Uh, kind of looks like what we need to decide as to what we want, how we want to complete that annual report. Um, and I would say this, uh, I was satisfied with the end re reports um, as they were presented. So I don't have significant change other than wanting to make this be satisfied with, with the annual, 2021 annual reports. Infield here. Um, uh, I agree, satisfied with the annual reports. Um, and, but I think since this is an official communication to the city commission, um, that we need to, as a group, um, add some language to this um, that relates to the discussion we've been having since August. Mm -hmm. uh, and in, uh, you know, we have Alex's email um, to, to back it up and um, the, the future role of the Special Alcohol Funding Advisor Board is pretty ambiguous, you know. Um, we, we would seek direction. Um, I think we would like to seek direction in the context of, you know, a bullet pointed list of, of some specific questions and um, positions. Then our next step would be to draft those those items if the group agrees. This is Chris Gord. So we're we're let's kind of do this in chunks. So the agency annual report section of this, we're we as a committee are, are satisfied with the presentation as is and just changing it to satisfied with annual reports. Um, I do have a question for Casey for the, the last sentence there, specifically the board acknowledges the what what have we historically included as that last acknowledgement that we're doing? This is Casey Toomey. I believe in the past um, it's been if there are anybody in particular that you thought um, went above and beyond in their report, 
or that you wanted to highlight um, a particular goal that had been met or a story that indicated how these funds were being used. Um, it, in the past, there's been conversations about calling out agencies that maybe didn't um, meet the expectations and rather than do the negative, it was let's flip it and highlight the positive. Um, I don't know if others that have been on the board remember it differently, but that's my recollection. This is Chris Gore. I'm not, I'm not really big in public shaming, so I definitely wouldn't want to <laughs> that in, in the more positive, but um, I think all these organizations, as Dan had mentioned about, we, Burt Nash and, and Care Center, that I think all these organizations provide a great service to this community. So um, I, I, if we were going to acknowledge, use this, which I think it, we should, is, is acknowledge all the, the dedicated work that each one of these organizations that were funded uh, had accomplished in that given year, knowing 2021 was a really difficult year, maybe not as hard as 2020, but it was a real difficult year to, to meet the goals and, and of, of each organization, um, considering the facts and circumstances. So, uh, Infield agreed. I would really love to yeah put something in there about the challenges of 2021 um, and, and how we respect the organization's work um, and serving the community. Um, and I would also add that we we acknowledge that this is the end of the process, the final report for the city alcohol tax grant process, and we appreciate that they they follow through um, and and submitted reports. Chris Gord, I agree. So, Casey, is that something where? This report will come back to us for final approval, or is that enough to provide um, direction for staff as to what we want in in that letter? Um, this is Casey Toomey. I would uh, leave that up to you all. If you trust that I can capture what you're saying, then we can do that. Otherwise, it needs to come back. Um, this is Chris Gore. Let's make it so we don't have to come back to, to this. So, what? As a committee, yeah, let's write the language. Yeah. Um, specifically, the board acknowledges the. Um, specifically, the board acknowledges. Um, and commends the efforts of these agencies. Um, during a during the incredible challenges of 2021, through the incredible challenges of 2021. Sounds, this is Chris Carr, that sounds good to me. Does any other mem board member have uh, any changes or or we all come to an agreement on that, that language? I think we agreed to add another sentence acknowledging the end of the process and the end of the this era. It's been a more than 20 years of grant making. Um, can we, can, this is Chris Gore, can we, um, I, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say this is the end in total because this, this may not necessarily, administrations do change, directions do change, strategic plans are adapted that maybe acknowledging that 2022 for the foreseeable future that it changes, but not okay. necessarily definitive. And to yeah. this, this funding. Yeah, I, I like that. 
DOB Smith, yeah. I mean, the, the loophole that really that is that, that we've been discussing has existed for a long time and has been has been utilized before this this way of, of you know, circ kind of circumventing our, our input um, or the input of this board. So that's existed for a long time. So it's kind of it's not really it's not really the, the end of an era so much as it is like, you know, I don't know if this board in the past has ever specifically looked at that and, and tried to figure out if that there's a way to um, improve on that process. And so while this calendar year, it seems like that sort of what, what I'm calling a loophole is really being utilized. Um, I think it's not really the end of an era. We actually just have an opportunity now to like look at that and decide whether or not we feel like that is a transparent, equitable process or whether that is undermining um, the whole point of this board. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris, that um, I think we should address that and, and that part of the ordinance, but um, maybe not discuss it as like, you know, the, the funding protocol in the past is ending, but that, you know, we have an opportunity to reassess and maybe re-establish the intent of this board. Um, so, uh, because, because yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, this exact same circumstance could potentially have occurred and maybe, and it sounds like, you know, in the past, this thing similar to this did happen occasionally. So. Can I clarify, Casey? Um, in the past, my understanding is, you know, for instance, I, I remember participating in the, the advocacy for the RAP program um, because in its early days, it was sort of a, a three-legged stool approach between the city of the county and Burt Nash. Um, or in the school district, and and that was that was something I think that agencies really advocated for fully funding RAP. Um, this is it true that this is the very first time that the grant process is being eliminated? This is Chris Cohen. I, I would say not in its entirety. Like we we had, from my recollection, we had we had two committees that served this function before. We had. So the social service agency fund and the special alcohol tax fund. No, no, no. They changed our name. We were the social service advisory right. fund, and then they took general fund advising away and changed right. the name only to alcohol tax. Was that? So that was that was so the that first was advising step of both funds, both yeah. allocations of funds. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. So that was the first step in 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 sort of removing the public participation process right. from these funds, and then the name change. So, so I would it, say that. This is Chris Card. I would say that is a very similar process, at least in my mind, of pulling those a portion of what had been overseen by this advisory committee, in whatever organization it had been, pulling that general fund allocation out of this advisory committee into the general fund allocation process would be, at least my most recent. Um, Example yeah. of how this how this potentially has changed in the past. And I and I watched that that meeting of this board, and it it went went without um, pushback um, and it seemed based on goodwill and trust with the city, um, but it, it never, despite like removing the general fund um, dollars from the process, it didn't change the process and it just re reduced the, the funding amount, um, the pool of funds. So, so my question is, is this the first year that there wouldn't be a grant process? Casey? Uh, are you asking in the history of the city? And I, I, 
let's just say like in the last Sorry, years. I, when people ask me to say yes or no uh, i'm not going to say yes or no to yeah. a question that's not a yes or no question yeah in the last 20 years um say i mean like even in the context of the rap year the year that the city didn't have fun, like or this board didn't recommend funding for rap and then the commission chose to fund rap or however that went down has there ever been a year that agencies in the last 20 years and your 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 tenure at the city has there ever been a year that there was not a grant process? Uh, not that I can think of, no. Okay, so this is the first year, this is unprecedented to remove that process. I just wanna make sure we're all clear on that. This is Casey Toomey and I'm not trying to be argumentative. I would articulate it differently, but um, I see this as this is a year that all of the funds were allocated to be used by city departments. That's never happened in my 20 years either, but there have been years where some of the funds have been allocated for use by city departments. This is Chris Kaur. Um, okay, so to, to finish out the agency annual reports for 2021 paragraph, uh, and, and keep in mind when we're writing, this is going to the city commission um, and not necessarily to um, any funders or recipients of, of these funds. So. One of the commission, which is going to the public. Yeah, so we, we've we've got one sentence squared away, and and we wanted to speak to the, the end of 2021 being the final funding as we as we see it as it relates to the strategic plan of the city of Lawrence. Um, with that's the last sentence in this section that we want, or, or is that are we good with sec, this first section about 2021 and moving on to the future? of this future role and that being part of the future role of the that sentence being part of our how we want to communicate with the city commission and relates to our future role. Field here my initial um thought was to put give this context um that the, the the reports were the the final um or or are not going to be connected to future funding um, through this process is the context that I wanted to give. And I think that would be better placed with this paragraph instead of in the role of the board, because it's speaking to the reports. Okay. Um, does that, is that correct? Does everybody agree or, or do you, does that make sense? Am I, I, I don't know if I'm on the right track. Give context to the reports. Okay, Dan nodded. Um, so I guess since it's my request, I should write the sentence. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so we say acknowledge and commence the, the efforts of these agencies through the incredible challenges of 2021. Um, the board would also like to acknowledge, um, no. This is Casey to me if it's helpful I wrote down some of the language that I heard which was mm -hmm. well um, while there will not be a grant process in 2022 this year will provide an opportunity to reassess the intent of the board and potential for a grant process going forward. Like the beginning while well, there will not be a grant process in 22 I feel like the rest is is giving hope and, and sort of continuing with that dangling carrot. Um, so Fair point. 
Um, while there will not be a grant process in 2022. So maybe just stop after reassess the intent of the board. Um, I, didn't, I didn't catch all that. Um, there will not be a grant process in 2022. Um, we appreciate the agency's um, commitment to the process or to, to completing the grant process. Oh yeah, you did say the follow through or some language like that. The grant reporting process. So the second sentence would be, while there will not be a grant process in 2022, we appreciate your commitment or the agency's commitment to completing the grant reporting process. Or completing your reports. So we don't say grant process twice, completing the reports. It's only a true, true statement of acknowledging the context is my goal. Is so did I, oh. did I hear there will not be a grant opportunity? <clears throat> I'm sorry, there will not be a grant process in 2022. Um, and the board appreciates the agencies completing the grant reports. Yes, I had the board appreciates the agency's commitment to completing the grant reports. Okay. But yeah, that's that's what I have. This is Chris Cohart. Does any any other member of the advisory board have any um, differences in what what we've kind of come to? Mandy was so kind enough to help, right? Do we want to have Casey, would you mind kind of reading the statements that we're making here, starting with this specifically? Yeah. Um, so we we know exactly what we're saying in total context. So, sure, this is Casey Toomey. So, um, and the paragraph will now um, read, the board reviewed the 2021 annual reports at their March 28, uh, except I don't think that's the right date. Yeah, that's March 18th. So I'll fix that typo. March 18th, 2022 meeting. In general, the board was satisfied with the annual reports. Um, and then it will say, uh, the board acknowledges and commends the efforts of these agencies through the incredible challenges of 2021. There will not be a grant process in 2022, but the board appreciates the agency's commitment to completing the grant reports. This is Chris Gore, is everyone satisfied with, with as, as written? Perfect. We need to vote on on that, or can we just? Can we, I think maybe after we get through the whole letter, it would be one, one motion. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's start this discussion for the future role of the Special Alcohol Funding Advisory Board. Um, again, I, I want to be respectful of everybody's time. It's now ten fifteen. Um, do we want to kind of set a time limit as to how? how long we have for this discussion as, as the points we want to make sure and convey um, at, for the future role of the Special Alcohol Advisory Board for 2022 and beyond. Andy Enfield here. Um, this is the conversation we've been trying to get to since August, um, and I don't want to have it be constrained by time. So if, if we don't have time to have this conversation right now, um, I propose that we 
request a special meeting and get it on the calendar right now. This is Chris Gore. Does anybody have any time restrictions right now that, that we're butting up against that we need to take into consideration? We. I do. This is Kim Johnson and I do. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, I have voiced what I would like to see in that letter. So I guess my recommendation would be is um, if I have to step off, will I be able to see the letter before it's submitted or no? Yeah, B. Smith, yeah, I'm curious. You know, we, we've had a pretty extensive conversation, you know, previously and even today about this issue. And I'm wondering if that would equip um, Mandy or a member of this group to go ahead and, and you know, write at least a, a basic version of that letter and then um, have have the rest of us uh, give the rest of us an opportunity to take a look at it before um, uh, agreeing to it. Although I do think that um, having a special meeting is totally something that's worthwhile and I'm happy to make time for that instead of trying to just do a marathon meeting today and uh, and potentially potentially not having enough time to cover everything. The current proposal this is Chris Gard. So I'd say the current proposal right now is to remove the section of the annual the report letter to the city city commission about the future role of the special alcohol tax advisory board and do a separate letter. No. Any field here? I I liked having the role being connected to this official report. Um, this is this is the communication they receive regularly every year. Um, and I, I like having this vehicle for our language and our position. Um, and I would say that our next, what, I, what I'm understanding our choice is, is tabling it and scheduling a special meeting or ahead of Kim stepping off to her next meeting, agree on some bullet points, and then she would entrust this group to refine the language um, and send it on to Casey. And, but if we don't approve it in this meeting, I think the, the only option is a special meeting. And I'm okay with that. Um, I wrote some, just some jotted down some notes real quick about, um, I think we need to talk about um, funder, funder grantee power dynamics, um, transparency with the board, the public and the agencies, um, and clarity on process and timeline. If we if we address those pieces, Kim, um, or should we go to a, should we talk about a special meeting? This is Chris Gohart. Casey, it, is it within um, the board's capability to call a special meeting specifically to to write the annual report with, without any further agenda items? Yep. All right. So let's let's take a few minutes, kind of fifteen minutes. Kim, how long how long is what are we butting up against for you? So I um, I'm really going to have to bail off. So um, are we? Are you saying that we would set another time? Yeah. Yeah, we have okay. a just short discussion here about what what kind of bullet points we want to have in about the future role of the Special Alcohol Advisory Board. Um, Mandy or whomever would, would work to try to put together uh, uh, some language around those bullet points. And then we would reconvene at a special 
uh, a special meeting to kind of fine tune what that Manny would, or and myself and Dan or whoever would be able to help write that. And, and then we would review that as a committee to make sure that's the language we want to do. We want to present in this official report to the city of Lawrence. My, okay. and feel here. My only um, reasoning for requesting that we schedule it right here in this meeting in this moment with everyone here is because we have made two special meeting requests over email that were not granted. Um, so I just want to get it, get it done and not trust um, an email process. I just want to clarify that the the it wasn't that they weren't granted um, that I know that uh, at least one of them we were unable to find a time that worked in people's schedules. So I don't want um, the impression to be that staff wasn't willing to meet with uh, with the board. Which one was that, Casey? The the most recent one. So should we, um, Casey, do you want to throw out some available times and we can look at our calendars and get something scheduled? I'm happy to do that. I will say this room is challenging um, to, to schedule because we have uh, several advisory boards who are using it. Um, I will offer that beginning in April, we're going back to in-person meetings. So uh, that changes um, the, the options if we don't have to be in this room to have Zoom capabilities. Um, so so I, I'm not sure if April is a reasonable time frame for you all, but that will change the options that I provide. I would I would just throw on this just can we just do April 22nd? Friday after I have, after the tax filing deadline. My schedule is open on April 22nd. What time in the morning? 8.30. How long will this meeting last? Say 30 minutes just to get through the letter. Um, if we agree on the language. Daniel yeah, B. Smith, that, that time will work for me. And I also just want to be really sure before uh, Kimberly takes off to, to, to thank her for joining us and, and that your contributions so far have been tremendous. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank Chris you. Agree. That's um, very productive. Kim, did did the, the bullet points that you kind of were, were talking about, did Mandy convey those? Did she, she yeah, sound like she what did. Mandy had I, mentioned um, conveys those messages? Yeah, I think if um, Mandy, if you would send those bullet points, um, I may have some edits to those just to make sure some of the thoughts that I have in my mind, I can assure to drop in there. And that when we meet on the 22nd, and I would encourage the other members of the board to do that, right, is to kind of look at those and see what you want to add in so she can formulate those into paragraphs. And that way, when we do meet again on the 22nd, it's truly 30 minutes. Right, I would agree with that. Casey, this is Chris Gore. Casey, do we, so we're, so we're very clear on this, the, the Open Meetings Act, that how how that communication works between board members if we're passing a document back and forth um yeah that's not ideal <laughs> well I don't, i'm not saying Andy, a document i'm just saying the bullet points so that like ones that target us if we want to just read it and make it sure or is that not an option maybe unfield here open meetings act um it's completely within our um rights for Kim and I to collaborate on some bullet points. So we'll do that, Kim, and then we'll bring it to this group on the 22nd for their approval. 
we just can't necessarily share that as a group email amongst the right. entire advisory board. No, I understand. Between, yeah. Between the two. Yes. So what I'm hearing is basically that a subcommittee or two less than a quorum, <laughs> that two of you are going to do some subcommittee work to draft the language that then we'll put on the agenda for the discussion of the whole body on the 22nd. Okay. So if you need to go, I'm going to keep talking here for a second, but um, right. you're welcome we need to, to vote this is Chris, but do we need to vote? Or I guess we have quorum with with or without Kim. So Kim, if you have to hop off, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so let you guys have quorum without it. And I could always mute you. Not mute you, but mute me. But <laughs> yeah, we're fine either way. Yeah, we have quorum. All right. Thank, Thank you, you all. Kim. It was such a pleasure to meet everyone. I really appreciate it. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. The one agenda, uh, one item for that, Mandy, that this is Chris Gart, that I, I think would be important for us to know Casey's not going to be our liaison for this this advisory board hopefully hopefully for her for a long period of time she's already done that in her life um, so maybe understanding who who's going to be able to take that role so Casey can do her other responsibilities within the city her job in the city um, and and if one of the difficult parts for us is the transparency maybe a recommendation um, that that liaison be someone from that department that that the funding is being is now being um, used within. Mandy Enfield here, Chris. I um, agree with the sentiment, the the intention of transparency and identifying the right staff person to do that. But I I see an extreme conflict of interest with um, having the department that. Um, is is taking these funds um, being the one that is the the liaison between us and the commission i think there's some self-interest there that is um uh, defeats the purpose of the liaison you know, smith yeah i agree that that does seem like it, it could get make things unnecessarily um combative at times i don't know it seems it seems uh, like it could, could cause problems. I also want to just quickly express my um, disappointment that we can't have Casey with us every time because you've been, you've been doing a great job. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, this is Casey Toomey. I guess what I would say is that um, the city manager decides who the liaison to the board mm -hmm. will be. So um, I believe, I guess I should look in the bylaws before I say that, but uh, let's see. So this is Chris Gart. So we, can we make a recommend. We make a request as part of these bullet points of of having a liaison. Um, oh, nominated I get to do it. The assistant city manager or her designee shall serve as the staff liaison. So there you go. So I could stay with you all, or I could have um, a designee. But yes, I think I I agree that. I understand the perspective. Um, I I am disappointed that it has to be combative, combative because I don't see that as the role of the staff liaison um, or the board. I think that we're all on the same team. The board's supposed to be on the same team as the city commission. So um, we're all trying to to uh, carry out the strategic plan and um, apologize if I've contributed to it being combative in the past. But but yeah, if you all have thoughts about that, that's that that's good. Um, I'm happy to write those down as well. DOB Smith, 
I'd like to just say that if, if you were able to stay on, that would be fantastic. Maybe the word combative wasn't when I said that, maybe that's not the right word, but um, competitive or, 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 or something in, 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 that, in that vein. Um, I think if these meetings ever get combative at all, it's us, uh, you know, you know, mutually sort of attacking the process and trying to ensure that it, that, uh, you know, we don't end up prioritizing convenience or ease or any of those things over um, what we should be doing, which is uh, annoying long form uh, processes that end up giving the community the best outcomes. I, I appreciate that, Daniel. This is Casey Toomey. I think that there is an opportunity to find a role for this advisory board um, that it, it doesn't have to be a this or that. I, I thought that that was some of the conversation we tried to have with you all at our last meeting was what could a role for the board look like? Um, where in the strategic plan does the board see itself? Um, so it, I think there's there's opportunity here to continue the conversation. Um, to me, having a liaison who is more involved in the day-to-day -day work of the housing division would actually help you all. The questions that I can't answer, they would be able to answer. Um, how those funds are being used, they would be able to answer all of the detailed questions that you all have about that. So if you're interested in my thoughts, that that's what they would be. That. Um, it, you know, and it may be, I'm happy to stay on for a while until if it's whoever it is um, takes over, certainly to, to ease that transition. And I may still t still attend. I, you know, Danielle did most of the work and I just attended to butt in and offer probably not that helpful advice. So, um, uh, you know, we'll we'll continue to have those th those conversations at the staff level and, and make sure that you all have a liaison that, that um, that's helpful. Randy Enfield here. Um, going back to the um, what you mentioned, the converse, previous conversations about the role of the board. Um, I think if we, as as we get into that, um, and asking how it would align to the strategic plan, you know, putting these specific outcomes and, and measurements um, into into our role officially, I think that would re require an ordinance change. Um, so I would just want to get that on the record that if we are going to do an exercise in which we think about this this board in the context of the strategic plan, that it does not get untethered from an ordinance change um, to give it to give it some official um, standing. And and then um, I had a second thing and I lost it. So. Oh, and then the, the liaison piece. Um, I agree that it would be nice to have somebody who could share share information about the details and the specifics of this. Um, but I would also like to add that, you know, as as city departments, as city funding goes, that should be a transparent and um, accessible. That should be transparent, and accessible information. Um, so if if as advisory board members we wanted to pursue that information on our own, even without a liaison. Um, we should be able to find that information. Okay. So until that that transparency and trust is there, I don't think that we could trust um, to have the the recipient of the funds be the advisor liaison to this board. It would be similar to having an agency running a granting process. This is Chris Gohart. So do we have to, to be solution oriented? Um, 
do we want as a as an advisory board want to have conversation of who that right who the right liaison would be so if we want to be part of this process we have the person with us that is going to make that recommendation of who that liaison is we don't have to answer that right now but consideration and maybe that's something that we we come up with a special meeting of making a recommendation to to casey of who who would who we feel like would be the best for us to be part of this process as a whole field here i yeah i i i think that's that's a good step right now um and i would recommend that with the with the state of our board um being a bit uh precarious that it it remain being an assistant city manager whether that's casey or diane um i don't think um the the brandon would be appropriate because he's over like the outside stuff um, I don't, who's the other assistant city managers? Is it just the three of you? Correct. Um, so yeah, I'd say Casey or Diane would be our our appropriate choices until we we feel more comfortable with the with our role and our relationship with the city. This is Casey Toomey. Again, I'd point you all to your bylaws that it it says specifically the assistant city manager or hit or her designee. So I I I think this is helpful conversation but ultimately i'm not sure that um that it's particularly relevant to to the work of this group i mean, I mean field here. it outlines the um the duties of the liaison to be in consultate in consultation with the chair to prepare the agenda and the order of business for each regular meeting the staff liaison shall be responsible for recording the minutes and the staff shall keep the board informed of communications so it's a very limited role. Um, the 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 other part of the liaison role um, is what the person who should, who is the liaison happens to know. So, you know, I feel like um, I don't know. I probably should just be quiet. I'll just stop there. Manion Field here. I understand. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of um, ways within the bylaws and the processes that we can that this board is disempowered in our opinion ultimately doesn't um, carry weight um, beyond making approving and approving these reports. Um, but I do think this this these meetings are a vehicle for us to state our opinion and um, I, we're, we were appointed by the mayor as content experts in this area and public representatives and um, I think it's important for us to get our thoughts on the record um, and their justification for those. Okay, so at this point in time, let's take a vote on whether we want to we want to table the uh, completion of the the 2021 special alcohol fund advisory board in 2021 annual report um, until uh, a special meeting to be called for April 22nd at 8:30. We have a motion for such. So what was the wording there? Um, I'm, <clears throat> that's why I've been talking much today. Oh. <clears throat> you got a cough. You can just say so. You can just say so. Make a motion to a table discussion for 2021 reports until the April 22nd meeting. Does that sound correct? 
have a second? Did we get a second, Brian? TLB Smith, I'll second. All right. I have a motion to um, table the, the Special Alcohol Tax Advisory Board annual report to the next special meeting. Um, Dan, how do you vote? Approved. Andy? Approved. Andy Enfield approved. Tim? Is it with a nod of yes? Um, and this is Chris Gohart um, and approved. So we have a unanimous um, approval to table the uh, completion of the 2021 annual report, special alcohol funding advisory board annual report to be distributed to the city of Lawrence until the April 22nd um, special meeting that we have called. In the meantime, um, subcommittee of Mandy and Kim will work towards putting together um, a letter or language that we want to include in this annual report for the future role of the special alcohol funding advisory board going forward. Okay, uh, last agenda item. So we have a, a quick update on authorizing ordinance change. Um, I don't think should be any action item for this. This is for context, maybe Dan, um, Tim was here. So we, we did some language update in ordinance, uh, I think it was 9726, right? I uh, know it was ordinance 33. Um, it was both. Just, what's that? Both? Yeah, it was both. So we had, it wasn't in, in reference to the usage of the funds. I think it was um, as it relates to some of the language that was used about how the funds can be used and what qualifications for people who serve on this board to be. Um, so, and then I know we did that last summer, I believe, maybe May or August, May, um, and presented those recommendations to the city commission and up. We've, those have been taken up yet at the city commission level. But, uh, Defer to Casey on, on this update as a whole. This is Casey to me. Yeah. Um, so it was actually um, March that you all had these conversations. And um, as Chris alluded to, there was um, recommended changes to Ordinance 9726 that were related to the membership of the board. So it was trying to incorporate language um, about folks with lived experience um, into the membership language. And um, uh, diverse perspectives. So uh, that was that change. And then there was also discussion of changing the charter ordinance. Um, and that language um, was to strike out um, the portion that talked about using it for law enforcement. And um, also some, I think, just some kind of um, modernization of terms, terminology. Um, uh, to be a little bit maybe more human-centered when we talk about um, substance abuse and 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 um, those challenges. So uh, those recommendations were a part of the minutes that were forwarded on to the city commission back in June, <clears throat> excuse me, June 1st last summer. So the way that those things work is um, they're part of those minutes and the city commissioners receive those minutes and can pull those items if they wish to move forward with them. Um, city commissioners can also later on in their agendas, they have an opportunity to kind of bring up any of new business during a commission item discussion. So um, to this point, that has not happened. So if um, additional direction from the commission 
commission is desired, you all can certainly um, have those conversations with the commissioners. You can um, come on a Tuesday night to a city commission meeting and and say, you know, we we put these recommendations forward and are interested in in um, in the board taking action. So um, that's kind of the update. But just wanted to go back. Danielle had gone back and looked at the date to make sure that those um, recommendations had actually gone along with the minutes back last summer. So wanted to close the loop on that for you all. This is Chris Cohart. Oh, go ahead, Mandy. Mandy Enfield here. Um, when we did those recommendations in March, um, or the, the language changes in March, I felt, you know, really good at them, about them, but it was not in the context of, of what's going on right now. Um, and I'm not sure where, you know, how, what happened between then and now. Um, but I, I feel like it's sort of irrelevant um, if we are talking about potentially making ordinance changes um, in the next, you know, in April, um, or the potential of an ordinance change in the context of our role, I would like to um, sort of withdraw that, those, those changes, um, because I, I don't want to send send changes to the commission right now for approval and then turn around in two months and send ordinance changes to the commission for approval again. I think it would hurt our, our position and it would it would give, a, it would have optics of us not having our act together. Um, so I, I'd like to just table it since we're even considering, uh, you know, in any capacity making ordinance changes in the future. This year, is Chris Gordon. A year later. I was going to say something similar. Like if, if we're we're talking about potentially changing Ordinance ninety seven twenty six to um, be more clear to, to close that loophole, as Dan had mentioned about the use of department funds, that um, I would prefer that if if we want to get clarity on that particular item, that that we don't go through with the the requested recommended ordinance changes that we previously had had done. Um, do we Casey? Do we need to have like a a vote to withdraw those recommendations from city consideration to to allow us to make further recommendations, updated recommendations in lieu of the changes in the strategic plan for the city. This is Casey. I think a motion is is um, necessary. I'm trying to think if it's withdrawal or. I mean, I think you would the board if you're going to look at the ordinance, you would want to go ahead with those changes. Um, in addition to the conversation that you're talking about with the loophole, I think. So my concern would be withdrawing it. And I don't know if it if it's necessary to do that or if you could just say, as previously recommended, we think we need to do these things. And um, I think that would be also be an option. And Ian Field here. It's my understanding that it never went to commission. Am I misunderstanding? Well, it, it has gone to the commission. I mean, the it was not it's it wasn't made into a separate agenda item. It goes via the minutes. So advisory board recommendations like this are transmitted to the city commission via the minutes from the advisory board. So those minutes went to the city commission in June of last year. So they have received those recommendations. Now they have not pulled them forward and said as recommended by the Alcohol Advisory Board, we want to make these changes. That that has not occurred as of yet. And it was a year ago. 
so I have, there's there's very little likelihood I would think that they are going to revisit those or pull them. I don't know that we need to address address it. It seems like the ball was dropped, um, and it would just add confusion to to bring it up. Um, and it's a year later, and things have changed significantly. But I defer to you, Casey, on city processes and what we have to do um, according to those rules. I think you make a good point that I think that it at this point it hasn't received any action from the city commission. So I'm not sure that a withdrawal is really necessary and could be confusing. So if you want to just, you know, like I said, incorporate those previous thoughts into whatever future conversation you all have, I think that's a good a good way forward too. So this is Chris Gord. So let's just play this out. So if, if the April 22nd, we come up with a, some language for um, section 3A under ordinance 9726, we would make that recommendation in those minutes and that recommendation would, that specific recommendation would be sent to the city commission or that recommendation and all the previous recommendations will again be sent to the city commission um, as, a, as, as part of the minutes of the special meeting on April 22nd. I would, uh, this is Casey Tooby. So uh, in the past, we've kind of made a distinction between the annual report, since it is called out in, your, in the ordinance creating this board, we have placed that as its own agenda item on the city commission agenda. So per ordinance, blah, 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 here is the annual report from the special alcohol board. Um, so if you include language in that um, annual report, that talks about recommended changes to the ordinance, it will go as its own standalone, you know, annual report agenda item. It'll probably be a consent agenda item. Um, and again, the commission can pull it off to talk about it or they can um, approve it or, you know, receive the report. And I think the action item for annual reports is receive report. That's not the same as them approving the recommendation, but it would be communicating that recommendation. Um, if you want to request them to take action, that would be the language you could put in your annual report. Um, it's up to the city commission whether or not they take that action. Is that helpful? I'm trying to be transparent. So it seems, this is Chris Gore, it seems to me that um, best chance for us to receive some action without something further would be to include these recommendations, whether it's the March recommendations of last year and the current recommendations as part of our 2021 annual report is what I'm kind of hearing. This is Casey Toomey. I think that's, I think you're on to it. Okay. Well, I think that would, I like the idea of that being a, an agenda item that's it's very clear that whether, whether they still take it up or not, if it's consent agenda, they can still just receive it, as you said, but um, that feels that feels like we're getting a little further along um, the process if, if we can actually be uh, an agenda item um, with those recommendations. Andy, I agree. Okay, I don't I don't think any action or vote needs to be taken on on item number five at this point, unless. Um, Casey, you feel like there's a some action that we need? Nope, no action. 
Okay, so we'll move on to new business. If there's any new business for the, the Special Alcohol Advisory Board at all. Andy Enfield here, I just have a quick question. I know we had two new members appointed, Kim, and um, I can't remember the other member's name. Have they been oriented and um, brought on board, both of them? This is Casey Toomey. I did have an onboarding uh, meeting with Kim earlier this week, um, but I have not had any communications with um, the other new member. I did not know that someone else had been appointed until today. <laughs> okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I think Mayor Jeffley appointed uh, the other application. We had two applications and both were appointed. Um, and I just would like to ask that when you do have that onboarding, that it be ahead of the April 22nd meeting and kind of bring that person up to speed or even recommend that they uh, watch this YouTube. Will do. And I, and I really appreciate getting getting some new members. That, that makes us makes me feel a little more empowered. This is Casey Toomey. Jeff Fry is the name of the individual that was appointed. Is there any other new business that any members have to bring to, to the board? If not, we'll move on to public comment. If we have any public comment, anybody present at the, with you, Casey, or if we have any uh, this is Casey. There is nobody here in the commission room, and I don't believe there is anybody on this call. I don't see anyone on the call. Okay. All right, so we'll move on to public comment and move on to the last item, which is uh, the calendar for the 2022 meetings. Does anybody have any um, any issues with the 20? 22 calendar as presented by city staff. Minion field here. Sorry, I got turned around. I thought we did that last time. Maybe we don't have to approve it. Maybe it's just making sure that that these dates still. Work. Oh, this is calendar if approved. I thought we approved it last time and, and had a conversation about, um, you know, acknowledging the importance of the budget process because that's sort of how we got. Um, yeah. In the situation we're in, not not under not following it. It's a it's a lot of work and it's something we should be doing, you know, as as advisory board members watching that July meeting at the least. Um, and Casey referenced a conversation that started in maybe even in May. Um, and I don't watch every Tuesday's commission meeting. Um, so I, I would just like to say we we approve the calendar because we don't know what the budget calendar is yet for 2022 um and then just have the acknowledgement that we will need to call special meetings or have a conversation between june and september um because this year it was like july 16th and september 8th or something that were huge budget dates um the agencies and this board should have been been privy of. Um, and again, I acknowledge that's that's something we need to take responsibility for personally and and get that on our agenda to serve serve our um, advisory role. But um, it's important to acknowledge 
in the context of our calendar. This is Casey Toomey. I'm sorry. I so is the direction that you want the budget calendar to be part of your calendar? No, I just want everyone that's on the advisory board to 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 know that the budget calendar is important to our work. So if we have a meeting on June 17th, we're going to be ahead of the July meeting that is the budget presentation from the up to the commission. And September 16th is going to follow, likely follow the budget, um, the vote to approve the budget. So we have a meeting. We don't have any meetings within that um, those activities. Okay, so understood. If we approve this, and I think you know, there's what what else will we do? We only have four meetings a year. It's not like we can have a meeting every time the commission has a relevant topic. Um, that we just, as a group, acknowledge that we have to be um, uh, up to speed on what happens in May, May, June, July, August, September with the city commission and the budget process um, and be willing to call special meetings and, and get those scheduled. So uh, this is Casey Toomey. If it's helpful, the budget calendar for development of the 2023 budget was just on the city commission's agenda. Okay. So um, the dates um, are May 10th. There's going to be a policy guidance discussion with the commission. June 14th um, is when our recommended CIP is comes out. July 12th is when the city manager's recommended budget will be presented. Um, July 19th is the date by which we have to notify the city clerk if we intend to exceed the revenue neutral rate, or in other words, that's when we set our maximum mill levy. Um, August 23rd is the public hearing, and then September 3rd or September 6th is adopt is the budget resolution adoption in theory. I say in theory because obviously those things might change, but that's the calendar. Um, that's the plan right now. So does that help you figure out where you want to plan your meetings? Okay. I, this is Chris Gore. I think Mandy's, I agree with Mandy. I think it's still somewhat unclear what our role is. We may not have funding again this for 2023, but us being, making ourselves knowledgeable of those facts, you know, between June and September is, is, is very important. So we're not kind of, Hitting September meeting, thinking what well, what is what is our role going forward? What's the funding looking like? Um, Mandy Enfield here. What would you all um, think about just adding to our official calendar an optional meeting? Um, let's see, what would that Friday be if we stick to Fridays? Because who has anything going on on Friday mornings at eight thirty, right? Um, July 12th is the big one. What if we scheduled a tentative optional meeting for July 15th? That'll be between the 12th and um, the 23rd for the public hearing. Um, an optional meeting on the on the 15th or even 22nd, I think would be fine. That's that would be on our calendars, but we don't have to we don't have to move forward with it unless necessary. And avoid scheduling, doing communications and violating CORA and reaching out and trying to schedule during the budget process. It's really busy, especially for Casey, because you do all those spreadsheets. 
This is Casey Toomey. If, if the thought is that you all want to weigh in on um, how on a change in the way that the funds are allocated, the twelfth is probably too late. I, I I think the city manager's recommended budget is where that will be discussed. So uh, if if it's helpful to you all, okay. um, I think. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to navigate between too many screens here, but I think um, a May or a June meeting would would be helpful um, for that conversation to happen before the manager's recommended budget. Mandy Anfield here. Casey, would you say if we had a meeting ahead of the manager, uh, city manager's recommended budget presentation on the 12th, would we have access to that information? Um, because my goal is to be informed. It's not any specific right. action. Um, it's just to, to have the information. I, I think that the May 10th policy conversation at the city commission level will inform the, the manager's recommended budget. I think our thought now is also that we're planning some other public engagement um, in that May, June timeframe. So those things to inform, again, the manager's recommended budget. So I think if you had it after May 10th, um, I th you'd be informed by what the policy conversation at the city commission level was. I'd also um, encourage all of you that that May 10th meeting might be an opportunity to be at that city commission meeting and, and elevate this issue um, to the city commission as part of the public comment or or um, conversation about this agenda item, if that's helpful. This is Chris Gort. So we're we're talking. We we have one currently scheduled for June seventeenth. So that might that might work. I like that it. We just we just need to know that. For us internally, that part of our discussion and that agenda item is going to be budgetary discussion. Mm -hmm. yeah. And can I, we have that we're going to approve the board 2021 annual report as part of this calendar? That was a placeholder. I think historically that's kind of been the calendar that that it's okay. rolled out in. But um, if you all weren't able to approve today. We thought, well, that's your next scheduled meeting, but obviously we're going to have a special meeting, so okay, um, so that won't be needed. So can, can we remove that from this yep. so that the public understands? Yes. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think I think we we're at the end of our our agenda at this point in time. I appreciate everybody's time um, and opinions and and thoughts. It's all great conversation. So unless we have any um, any disagreement, I'd, I'd, I'd move to adjourn um, the Special Alcohol Advisory Fund Board, never say it right, um, <laughs> meeting. Um, yeah, make a motion to, to, to adjourn. I will second that. All right, I, I have to take a vote for that. Yes, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> What's that? Yes, I'm sorry you do. Okay, we have a motion and a second. Daniel, Dan, do you, how do you vote to adjourn? Uh, Daniel B. Smith, I approve. Andy? Stanfield, approves. Tim? Approved. And Chris Gord, I approve. So we're adjourned at 1056 on March 18th.
Appreciate everybody's time. Thank you Thanks, all. Thanks, everyone.